I was just thinking we should probably talk about the Activision Blizzard. I was, that's so fucking funny because I agree, but I was just writing uh, down World of Warcraft faction mixing. Yeah. Which is the other thing I think we should talk about, but I, I agree. We should talk about both. Do you, do you think, uh, do you think that kind of stuff is, 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 do you think that was already in the pipe? Surely it was already in the pipe works. The uh, faction mi- mixing? Yeah, uh, I I looked at the WoW subreddit, which, by the way, has like 2.5 million subscribers. Not that many, really? Not that, for a game not that, that many? 2.5 million for a game? Let me see. I guess I guess, I guess I shouldn't say shit if I can't. I mean, there's only like... Up shit. I mean, subscription has definitely fallen, right? I mean, it's got to probably be like... Seven million? Nah, probably not even that many. So the I, I have yet to find confirmation of this, but I have in more than uh, two instances heard that they have dipped below one million. Oh man! Including on their official subreddit, people were like, "There was the you know when you read a comment on Reddit or Twitter where it's like, okay, I don't know if this person is right, <laughs> but they're talking about it as if this is information <laughs> they have- that everyone understands, <laughs> and they're upvoted. And if Reddit's going to do one thing, is if they know you're bullshitting, they will downvote you. <laughs> one thing for sure, well, you, you will get called like, out. If whenever you're the last, whenever the last meeting, you know, the last stockhold stockholding meeting was. They would have had to have said those numbers. Uh, did they have to say those numbers? I would think I supp- they have in the past. So I suppose it's a, if nothing else is suspicious if they stop saying those numbers. But maybe you're right. It's a stockholding. That's true. That's a stockholder meeting. So like they have to be like, this is what's happening. <laughs> Destiny only has 134,000 members. So I take it back. That's not that small. <laughs> I was trying to think about that uh that that what is it three player battle royale game Apex Legends Apex Legends that's what I was trying to think of just curious Okay 1.8 yeah. million so 2.5 2. Point whatever not that low whatever Yeah is there like a let's see what but, would be um, like what would be the biggest what's the biggest Minecraft I guess video game subreddit or like online game subreddits. Uh, yeah, like I'm thinking Twitch. What what would be the number one Twitch stream? Twitch. Right now, Twitch? That's a good question. It wouldn't be. Probably still Fortnite. I feel like Fortnite hangs on to that top slot. I'm loading it up right now. Mm, this is unreliable. Used to be able you could like Used to be you load browse, up Twitch. Right? And it would organize, you'd get categories oh, and they would yeah. always be organized by most popular. And now it's well, like... Sort by the, viewers. Where do you... Grand Theft you Auto, see? in the upper right, sort by. Uh, Grand Theft Auto 5? Oh, okay. All right. And then League of Legends, then Minecraft, then Valorant, Valorant, and then Apex Legends. Okay. Wow. I'm out of touch, Matt. I would have I would have bet money that Fortnite was still the most popular one. Of course, 
things can kind of blow up. I mean, you skipped right over. The most popular one is just chatting. <laughs> just just chatting. And if you've loaded Twitch in the last, I don't know, three months, you wouldn't need to be told that the most popular is just chatting because like I've loaded it up and immediately I'm just being chatted at with someone. Usually I would say, but see what falls under just chatting is people like making music. And I see a lot of that on Twitch nowadays. Oh, yeah. Whether they're like spinning a DJ set or I'm imagining like, they're like, all right, we're going to take this sample DMC aid. (laughs) You just get muted, baby. It's like, all right, we're going to take this sample DMC aid. (laughs) Yeah, actually. Yes. I mean, literally Matt, there have been video game trailers where, uh, it's got music that's licensed and, and, and like, I think it gets weird because I watch, I like to watch like um, Next Lander or GameSpot like talk over or Giant, Giant Bomb talk over a news conference like that, like the the video game news. Yeah. Uh, not news, but um, they're doing like a live, live react shows. or something. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And they'll like, when music, like licensed music comes on, like the Guardian of the Galaxies trailer, they're like, oh, blah, 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 please don't DMCS. Please don't DMCS. <laughs> it's stupid. It's so stupid. But anyway, um, the, way off tangent there but uh, the the wow subreddit seemed to seem to say indicate that this was already on like the test realm but like was like maybe like the experimental test realm or something so the announcement was a bit of a surprise but yeah like i mean if uh if your subscribers are falling below 1 million then <laughs> it seems like a good idea to let all of your players be able to raid together and do a arena think, like, and ranked i think i was trying to think like what's the What's the last MMO that come out? I guess it was the New World. Yeah, probably New New World. But I mean, like the 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 hot the, MMO right now is Final Fantasy fourteen. Oh yeah, which is and funny because that's been around. A, well, it's had a really interesting history. But yeah, like in the last couple years, specifically like a year ago, I want to say this time I was seeing posts it was like a thing that people were like leaving world of warcraft to go play final fantasy 14 it's amazing but uh yeah that game came out you're right that game came out many many years ago like 2013 i don't even know but it was really bad and they straight up like did the deep bow japanese style and like took it offline and put a bunch of effort into it put this one guy in charge and apparently it relaunched and like was surprisingly good, as people said, and they just kept adding features to it. So now it's it's the MMO to play. But yeah, yeah, I remember I remember trying to play it, and I was I just kind of got lost. Like, oh, I didn't realize I you felt, tried to play it. I felt over. I mean, it was a long. It was years ago, mm-hmm. but I just felt like it was overwhelming of like what I needed to do. Like, you get into those worlds, you know, and you're like, what am I doing? What this is so much like do do I need to go here? There's not very a good tutorial, I guess, you know, like you mm. kind of just like you just you end up in a city and you're like, oh, what now? Like, yeah, but I, I guess it has like a lot of like extra side stuff to do now. I know you can buy like property or something if you can. Final Fantasy and, 14. Yeah. Thing? Oh, yeah. But yeah, so wow, what do you think about them? I mean, I, I think it's I think it's a good idea, but at the same time, like 
it just it, it's kind of sad that they have to do it because what's supposed well, to be part of WoW is Horde versus the Alliance. Well, that's what I never understood though. Was like Horde wasn't bad. Like that right. was the problem, right. right? Right. Like they I mean like you thought at some point in time you know just just almost like how we have we we had a racial divide at point in history and then mm-hmm. slowly but surely we like abolish slavery and we try to give equal rights and you know, you you would think like that would also play out in WoW, where they're like, "Wait a minute, why are we fighting these people?" Like, like you know, th- that's what I always thought was the purpose of um, the shaman guy for the horde. Uh, uh, the orc. Yeah, like the guy that I cannot remember the name yeah. of right now. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> like I thought that was like his. That was going to be his yeah. role. Yeah. To unite, because I think he was raised by humans, right? Or like, maybe I thought he was like maybe. abandoned, and then like, but he was found maybe. by some humans, and they raised him, and I don't know. But I just felt like he was supposed to be the connector to bridge that gap between the Horde and Alliance, and then we would fight. And that's what's really weird about it is like, Horde and Alliance are always Brawl. fighting the same, yeah, thrall. We're all fighting this. Uh, oh man, I bet that just annoyed the shit out of some listeners. Like thrall, motherfucker, it's thrall. Well, now, now they have not the release. Know of... this? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I always thought it was dumb that like we're both going into the same fucking raid. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. We're both fighting the same global, you know. Yeah. Well, enemy. And, I mean, yeah. I, I, honestly, Matt, I think that. They, one of the last couple of expansions should have been the the end of hostilities. Like, you've got a 16, 17, 18-year-old game. You've, you've done it all, pretty much. You know, try this. Try this storyline where anybody can go to any capital. I don't know what you do with PvP servers. Don't ask me, man. I don't really well, care. You just, you just flag yourself, right? I guess you could flag yourself, but that's not how a PvP server is. Because there's the who cares? Like the get out of here. Like PvP the mixed server. PvP servers. I feel like there was a server. I feel like there was between PvP and PVE. There was one where you could flag. Because aren't there like pure PVE servers where you can't even flag yourself? I don't know. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Um, but yeah, whatever. It's fine. I will say, though, that uh, <laughs> our buddy Josh Augustine retweeted someone that I think works on the Blizzard team. They retweeted like a... Let me see if I can pull this up, actually. They retweeted a a kind of spin on the announcement that I thought that I kind of rolled my eyes at. Um, well, I, I, I texted... I, I tweeted I at him about how, here. like... I remember, you know, when we first started playing Night Elves and I, I started reading up about World of Warcraft and it's like, oh yeah, the shamans do this. They drop these totems. They're all kind of awesome. Yeah. And I was like, oh, they're Horde. Yeah. Uh, you can't be that. Sucks. And the Horde was like, oh, a paladin sounds really helpful and cool and fun. No, you can't have that until literally the very next, the very first expansion. They were like, okay, here you go. <laughs> but anyway, this is a quote from uh, Watcher Dev, uh, Ian Hazakostas. Uh, works game director at World of Warcraft. And they says, Jedi and Sith in that universe are ideologies. They're choices. 
Someone chooses to walk the path of the light or to go to the dark side. You're born alliance, you're born horde. That's not a choice you make. So this is sort of, this. he's sort of digging in on what you're talking about, that like, yeah. it's not like good and evil, it's just different sides. He says, that's something that's assigned to you and that predestined fate isn't necessarily something that we want to necessarily stand by. The idea that you're lot in the world because you were born an elf, you must hate trolls and nothing can change that. Because you were born a troll, you are their eternal enemy. That's not the world we want to build, but it's also not the world we really have been building in the story. And and I'm like, I, I guess like people pointed out, like, it seems like pretty much all the expansions, we've been fighting the same enemy. So we've kind of been allied most of the time. Or they've kind of been allied most of the time anyway, right? But I just think that language, it's like, come on, man. You made a business decision. <laughs> like every BlizzCon I went to started off with, who's here for the alliance? And then, you know, number of cheers. Who's here for the horde? It's like you you wanted to have that versus factions thing. It was one of the things that was interesting about WoW in the early days that you like picked a side. Uh, and to me, this kind of feels like he's trying to like, honestly, it kind of feels like he's trying to co-op some like LGBT language to be like, oh, that's not, but that's not how you're born. What if you, you know, you don't have to hate trolls. You know, that's, that's, you don't have to be what's assigned to you. It's like, come on, man. <laughs> it's World of Warcraft. You, you set up a dichotomy between the Horde and the Alliance. If you want to bring down that, then like we should be able to, they should be able to go to each other's capital cities. But no, you're just going to let them uh, raid and do arenas together. Not even have guilds together. Cause immediately I was looking at the, I was looking at the announcement thread and wow. And that was the number one thing people kept asking. It's like, okay, that's cool. When can we, <laughs> when can we share guilds? And it's like, yeah, when you can share guilds, that would make it even easier. Yeah. Well, it's just, it's that backseat gaming too, where you're like, what prevents it? You know, what's, how, how deep does that code run? Mm-hmm. You know? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We could be talking about ancient code <laughs> they have to build on. It's like, is there some? I mean, like, I mean, honestly, I mean. That's what screwed up the the PlayStation. Like, so you couldn't change your PlayStation name for years, like since the PS3 up into the PS4. And it wasn't but like three or four years ago that they finally allowed you to do that. And they straight up are like, the coding is weird and we're worried we're going to break something. <laughs> but they figured it out. Yeah, I mean, like, I'm thinking like, I mean, the only thing that I guess... You can't talk to people if you're a certain thing. And all right. the guards would attack you as soon That's as you true. walk into it. Yeah. So I don't know how that coding is. I don't I don't know if you're if if like, you know, in the code you you have like an attribute or something that makes it so that the guards are like if you have this then attack them, you know, hostile or something, you know, I don't know. Yeah. Um but yeah, I don't but I mean, what do you think about Microsoft purchasing? Do you think it's a good thing or a bad thing? I I, I can't. It's 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 got so many aspects to it, Matt. Like from a consumer perspective, less companies is worse. You know, less competition, bad. Uh, I don't want us to have, you know, four to five mega corporations that just own everything. Um. That said, I I have to assume that the 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 Activision side of things is going to be ran better now 
than it was under Bobby uh, Kotick. Um, I mean, they're still beholden to shareholders, Microsoft, but it seemed like Activision for the last, I don't know, 14, 15 years has just been like, let's just pump out Call of Duties <laughs> and not a whole lot of innovation beyond that. Um, Do you they think have a, they have a lot of IPs that would be interesting to play around with? So I would like to see what Microsoft can do with that and, and get Blizzard back on track. Like Blizzard has been bleeding talent for years now. Do and you see them? Hmm, do ahead. you see them bringing anything into Game Pass? Do you think they'll? Almost certainly. Almost certainly. Like. Uh, there's a guy I follow, Jeff Grubb, that keeps up with the game industry, and he's really smart, and he's got his like ear to the whatever you get your ear to to hear a lot of stuff. Um, and uh, he's like, this is all about Game Pass. Microsoft wants to get people hooked into Game Pass. They want to be, you know, the 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 Netflix and the or the Spotify of video games subscription service. Um, so yeah, I think so for sure. I mean, that's what they did with Bethesda stuff. Everything immediately went on Game Pass. Not immediately, but <laughs> quickly went on Game Pass after they bought Bethesda a year or so ago. Yeah, I mean, I'm I, I also I don't know how like the company itself will handle employees and stuff like that. I mean, I you assume like all that stuff like they don't want to put more work on Microsoft employees, but I mean, also when you acquire another company, you kind of think maybe you can cut, you can trim some, some of that true to save on costs and stuff like that. Yeah. I don't know. There would, there would be some overlap. So yeah, I mean, theoretically, yeah, people, some people might lose their jobs. I mean, we don't know, you know, will will they basically just, I know that Activision will report directly to Microsoft. So they're not some, you know, they're not just an owned company that can do whatever they want. Um, and Bobby Kata, we don't know if he's retiring or, or leaving, but almost every indication is that he is. Um, and he, you know, he was head of Activision while they were horrible on the on the employee front. So Microsoft seems to have a good track record from what I understand. I'm curious what you think, like. Microsoft brings to the table like with Blizzard talent, you know, like, um, what do you think? I saw that they were making like a, or they announced like they're going to make like a new survival game and survival. Survival MMO. I think they called it. Yeah. So like a week later or not even a week later, there was an announce. But, like, it was like a blog posting where they were like, hey, and basically it was a recruitment post. It was like, come come help us make a survival MMO, which is a just, I mean, if you, want, if you want an idea of how weird Blizzard is right now, for them to be announcing a survival MMO via, like, a blog post and, like, hardly any information. <laughs> Tells you everything because that that shit. And for all we know, I mean, they canceled BlizzCon again. For all we know, there was going to be a trailer at BlizzCon. Yeah, but, I guess that's something that you'll never get now, right? What BlizzCons? 
I mean, who knows? Maybe Microsoft likes that and will keep doing it. I don't know. It's a good question. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, what's going on, Justin? What else is going oh. on? Oh, man. So much. So many so things. So much. <laughs> Let's see. Uh, seriously, like, I've, I'm going to try and keep these succinct. Okay. Um, cr- I'm going to go chronologically. So I played okay. Unpacked. Uh huh. This is a video game that is on. Uh, Microsoft Game Pass on the on the on the Xbox Game Pass. It's also like on Switch and pretty much everything. And uh, it is a 2D isometric pixelated game. It's got graphics. I mean, this game could have been made in like 1998. Uh, and there's uh, basically it is a series of of scenes where you are unpacking after moving. You are following this uh this person through their life kind of or at least part of their life and it starts with you in which in a child's bedroom and there's a couple boxes or so on the floor and you open the boxes and things come out that are clearly this person's belongings and you place them in the room and that's pretty much the game uh it is it's hardly a game i mean like there's no fail safes uh at the end of the level there'll be like like there's usually like four five six or seven items that you are supposed to infer should go in a specific place because you can like open drawers and put things in drawers and close them and mind you this is all 2d it's not like a 3d game there's no physics with these items the whoever made this game just programmed it really well so things like interact in nice ways you can stack things like clothes and whatnot. And um, yeah, it's, it's, it's just kind of this like satisfying, relaxing, you know, put things away after you move. And then like you finish up the child's room and then a page turns in a scrapbook and it, it, and the year changes and like, Next thing you know, you're moving into a like a bigger, bigger room for a teenager, and you kind of go through this person's early life, and you kind of it doesn't tell you what's going on, and like there's no written story or anyone talking in between. You but you kind of infer changes in this person's life based on where you go next, as well as the items that you carry along with you. Like there are certain items that are clearly sentimental, so Every time you go to a new place, you like, oh, there's that little toy bus that she likes um, and you have to put it somewhere. And, you know, so you kind of kind of become attached to the to the, the character you're playing. I mean, you never see this character. Um, you're, you're pretty much like like this is a good mouse game. I played it on the controller, which is on the Xbox, which is fine. But like this, this I feel like this game is meant to be played with the mouse. But that's pretty much it. There's really. Really not much to it. I'd recommend it. It's really lovely looking. It's got a nice soundtrack. It's extremely relaxing. It's unlike any other game I've ever played. Um, and so I kind of uh, cut the easy sweetness of that with a game called Cuphead. Cuphead is a game that came out like three or four years ago. Um, you may have seen a trailer for this one, Matt. It, it uh, kind of went viral because the game looks 
astonishingly like a 1930s Looney Tunes cartoon. Yeah, I thought this, I thought this was like ink something or maybe I'm just thinking of Cuphead. Yeah, maybe. But uh, pretty much you are like it's a really weird game because it has this amazing, amazing style to it that it's hard to explain. But it's you wouldn't expect it to be what it is, and what it is is a trial and error. Very hard run and gun 2D platformer. Think Contra. In fact, think bosses from games like that because you, you're on an overworld map. Basically, the, the story of the game is you're this character, Cuphead, because you have a teacup for a head with a straw sticking out. And you're like this... Uh, the, the Cuphead character, is him and his brother... Decide, like wander into what is clearly Satan's gambling den <laughs> and bet bet their souls stupidly, which of course they lose and you know, pleading for their souls, the devil's like, well, go collect on all these other outstanding soul contracts and I will release you. So the game is you like wandering around this map um, and Whenever you click on a little area, because you don't do anything on the map, there's you're not fighting anything. It's 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 really just like an overhead, like Super Mario Brothers three style point to point map. Then you go into these little vignettes where you like I would say seventy percent of them are boss fights. There's like twenty twenty five boss fights in this game, and you have a little boss fight. You can shoot forward or in eight directions. There's a super move that you can get charged up to use. The bosses usually have anywhere between three and five phases, and it looks amazing. It's hard as fuck. <laughs> you have three hits you can take before it's uh, game over. If you game, o- not game over, but if you, before you die, you can of course immediately restart, but you restart from the beginning of the fight. And like I said, these games are, these fights are hard. Um, I I would recommend unpacking to anyone. I would not recommend Cuphead to everyone. <laughs> uh, it's the kind of game that I think a lot of people bought because it looks so cool, and then found out that it's like a Twitch platforming <laughs> game. There there are some. Thinking, uh, what's that? I was thinking of Bendy and the Ink Machine. Okay, yeah. Because that's very 1930s too, right? Yeah, exactly. Like this game could easily, in fact, they do have a black and white mode and it would look great. Like, and again, like the artistry in this game is incredible. It's, I, I'm not sure I've ever seen as good looking and as perfectly executed artistic expression in a video game. Like these guys, these people nailed this look. There's nothing about it that doesn't work, that doesn't look like it belongs in you know, a Merry Melodies from the 1930s. Um, but uh, it's, it, it, fair warning, it's tough. Now that said, if you've got patience and you like playing levels over and over again, you, you don't have to play, it's not like Dark Souls, where if you die after running around for 30 minutes, you have to then go back through all of that area before, you know, you just restart the fight, but um. I enjoyed that, beat that, put a little notch on my belt of beating another hard video game. Um, 
I uh, also played, uh, bear with me, Record of Lodos War, Deedlet in Wonder Labyrinth. Which is... Sounds like just an RPG if I've ever heard of one. Well, it is, technically. Uh, I mean, it's it's a, it's a side-scrolling action RPG. It is... A, it's it's a Castlevania Metroid. A, a Metroid, if you will. Um, for... I played it on uh, Microsoft... On the, I played it on my Microsoft. <laughs> I played it on my Nintendo. Uh, I played it on the Xbox... Uh, Game Pass, again, this is a game I've been keeping an eye out for because whoever made this game, I mean, it's, I think it was a Japanese developer or, or possibly a Chinese developer, um, really liked Castlevania Symphony of the Night, uh, which uh, I love. And uh, so this is uh, quite the homage to that game. Like it plays very similarly. Again, it's a 2D platformer. You've got a map. You unlock abilities that will allow you to go to new areas that you previously passed. You can kind of teleport around the map if you find teleport rooms. If you've if you've played a, a Metroid or a Castlevania game in the last twenty years, you know what I'm talking about. And uh, it was pretty good. It has a, had an interesting mechanic with um, like a, a, a fire elemental and a an ice elemental, and you could switch between these two and. For example, if you had your fire elemental on at the moment, you can just switch by the press of a button just easily. You would not take fire damage. In fact, you absorb it to to gain um, MP, magic points. So the game kind of has this back and forth where you were fighting bosses that will throw an ice attack at you and then throw a fire attack at you. and You kind of alternate between that and otherwise you're finding weapons and whatnot. It's a 2D, uh, like hand-drawn 2D style it has a very classic style it's another game that could have been made in 1998 um and if you if you like those kinds of games if you maybe played um oh uh, bloodstained was a game that came out a few years ago um from the original director of castlevania symphony of the night if you played a game like that and you liked that like these kind of games i can recommend it again it's on game pass <laughs> i don't know if it's on game pass pc but uh Played and beat that. It's a very short game. I think it spent maybe ten hours on it. Really, um, I uh, also picked up a game that kind of kind of went viral. I didn't really hear anything about this. It, it is an early access, which usually I don't mess with early access games because I like to wait until they're done um, and and like a complete experience. Mostly because I play a game once. Uh, this was a game that kind of caught my attention. Um, I think Jan Achoa on the Giant Bomb podcast mentioned it. And I looked it up and immediately liked the look of it. It is a very, very straightforward game. It is $3 on Steam. Uh, Vampire Survivors. Uh, you, there, there, there's, no, there's no button input except to move around the screen. You are immediately launched onto a uh, uh, like a two D overhead view, like like classic Zelda view, and you have a little character in the middle, and enemies are slowly moving towards you from out of screen. Um, first character you start with, like he automatically swings a whip in front of him, like every two seconds, and so you move the character around both a to avoid enemies and b to uh, position yourself so that you kill enemies and then they will drop little experience bobbles. You pick those up, you level up. 
when you level up, you get your choice of new abilities, whether that's like throw a knife in the direction I'm facing, um, or you can upgrade those abilities. Like, like for example, if you pick the throw a knife thing, the next one might say, uh, now you throw an additional knife and it does 20% more damage. Basically it is one of these like crack cocaine games <laughs> where you are, you know, like picking your level up abilities, you know, the enemies, it goes from like, four or five enemies coming at you at the beginning to like hundreds of enemies trying to crowd in from off screen to get to you. They don't, none of them will throw a projectile. It's all about just trying to not let them touch you. And you can, at least on the base map, you can actually like scroll in any direction forever. You're not contained in a box or anything. So if you need to, you can just haul ass left or West far as you want to stay away from enemies but usually the enemies will spawn in off screen i i I can tell you all that about the game but i would just watch a trailer (laughs) like a 30 second trailer and you will get exactly what this game is about um it is just fun to play to level up your character um you accumulate coins while you're playing at the end of uh eventually when you die uh, you can turn those coins in to unlock new characters, to power up certain things. So it's one of those quote-unquote roguelite type games where you kind of play and die and play and die and play and die, get a little further, play, get a little further, die, get a little further, those kinds of games. I got my first clear of one of the stages the other day, and um, just good, fun, mindless gaming. It's only on Steam right now. Um, but I would recommend it for $3. Uh, the last game I've been playing uh, is GTA 4. Have you heard of this? Have you seen this? <laughs> yeah, this game came out in 2008. Um, and I played it back then. And I just... I, I mean, part of it is I have not played a good open-world city game in a while. Like... Like a like like a well, like a GTA, for example, they haven't made one since fucking 2013 or whenever the GTA Five came out. And I remember this game having really entertaining car physics. Like it has a kind of like bouncy, heavy feel to the cars that at the time I did not like because classic GTA had like precise steering and acceleration and braking. This one, you kind of have to like actually hit the brakes and slow down and be careful with the emergency brake because it will throw your car all around. And it's just really fun to play. And I kind of I bought it. I picked it up for $6 on a sale on the Xbox. And I was like, I'll play around with the cars. And I'm just kind of like, I'm just playing through the game now. <laughs> like Just enjoying playing an old GTA game. It holds up remarkably well on the Xbox. Um, the Xbox has a... I don't know what games it applies to or when it decides to do it, but it will automatically try to up-res and run games at 60 frames per second. And if the game is compatible with that, it doesn't actually, like, it can't make the engine for GTA 4 run at 60 frames per second. But I believe, my understanding is that it has a kind of fake 60 frames per second that works really well. I I guess it's sort of like motion smoothing, but it's pretty cool. I'm enjoying playing that game again. Um, uh, we started, I feel like I'm just monologuing. You have any thoughts about any of this, Matt? What? What? It's not the 
ultimate definitive version, right? Or whatever of GTA 4. With the two DLC packs? What I mean, whatever they just re-released. They just remastered. No, shit. no, no. They they just re-released GTA uh well, I thought three, it was all three. Three, three, four. three no, three Vice City and San Andreas. Oh. Yeah, they, they didn't give numbers to Vice City or San Andreas. So GTA four was the one that came out in two thousand eight for the uh like oh, the okay. Xbox three sixty. Yeah, no, they re- they re released the uh, the original PlayStation games. Okay. Uh, no, I don't have anything else. I don't have anything to contribute on that. Oh, okay. Um, have you seen The Good Place? Have you watched that? Yeah, I've watched it. Okay. We just started watching that. Yeah. Did uh, you we're, enjoy it? We like it. We like it. We like it. Um, I think we're on episode five. Uh, I really, like, out like, first two to three episodes, I was like, this is great. I am into this. It's uh, the kind of, like, clever and witty and fast writing that I like on a show. Last couple episodes, I mean, I like the premise. I, I like really like, cause I didn't know, I knew that it was like, Oh, this show takes place in quote unquote heaven, but like a bunch of people like in a neighborhood or something. That's all I knew. The, I really like the twist that comes like at the end of the first episode with the main character, uh, Kristen Bell's character where apparently she does not belong and there was a mistake. And so that's a good hook and a good premise. And they, and they play on that pretty well. It feels like there's like good development on that, but it's, it's still a sitcom. And what I mean by that is like the last episode we watched, they, you can tell the writers like have to pad out a season (laughs) and they have to like contrive circumstances and being a sitcom like it's kind of hard to watch that these days like i don't have an appetite for for example i don't like the trope where you know like two people know something but they don't want anyone else to find out so they have to keep like coming up with goofs to cover up whenever someone discovers something and i don't know i just i don't find that entertaining anymore i'm I prefer, you know, witty characters, well-written dialogue, um, story-driven plot. Uh, so when it gets kind of, uh, kind of, kind of bogged down and that kind, that kind of stuff, I, I, that kind of absurdity, um, I'm not, I'm not as into it. But we're gonna stick with it. Um, Does it not provide more realism though? To have mean? characters kind of like. Having to think quick on their feet and come up with... No, it, in fact, it, it feels much less realistic because it feels contrived. Like, oh, this person's going to find out. Like, uh, the fifth episode is the one where uh, Tahani wants her soulmate to speak more. And at that point, we know that the soulmate is also not who he's supposed to be. And instead of, like, he's been pretending... <laughs> I feel like I'm a spoiling the beginning of the show, but well, I mean, it's been out for, I suppose um, he's been, and also pretending... it's only the fifth episode. I mean, uh, yeah, but it was a really good reveal when you find out that this guy is faking. Um, he's been pretending to be a, a, a mute um, Buddhist monk. 
and instead he's just it turns out he's just doing that because there was also a mistake and he doesn't belong there either and he's in that, in fact he's an idiot a young idiot from <laughs> south florida so there's this episode where like he needs help from their friend Chidi to keep the secret from tahini and it's just like it's it it doesn't it doesn't feel natural or realistic the way these things came up, come up. They, they feel like sitcom contrivances. That's my only issue with it. It's just, I don't, I can't, I'm not a fan of the sitcom contrivance anymore. It just doesn't do it for me. I think for most people, it's like, whatever, I'm here to laugh at, at these ridiculous characters. Totally fine. I get it. That that's just, that just doesn't do it for me, (laughs) but the show is clever and interesting enough. Otherwise, that we're sticking with it. Plus, Kristen Bell is just absolutely perfect on this show. She is, she's so good. Yeah. I feel like she hasn't, I'm, I'm glad she got to do this because she's clearly good at this type of character and ha- should have been doing it for years. Um, but yeah. And, uh, should watch Veronica Mars. Yeah, that's one of those shows, you know. Chef's, chef's kiss to Kristen Bell on that show. Yeah, yeah. I that show lives with Buffy in my head, or at least it used <laughs> it used to before I watched yeah. Buffy because they were both shows that, like, oh yeah, like really good, uh, clever writing. You know, st- starring a, uh, a a high school uh, teenage blonde <laughs> character <laughs> who's actually like really smart and, and clever and the, you know, like the heart of the show. <laughs> but, uh, I never, never got around to it. I don't know about the smart and clever part of Buffy, but <laughs> well, yeah, I guess she's not that smart and clever, but yeah, she's pretty clever. She's pretty clever. Uh, yeah, I, I show that I want to go back and watch is alias. I never watched that show. That's the yeah. Jennifer Garner yeah. joint. It's, it was written by uh, someone someone good. Um, shit. Who wrote Alias? J.J. Abrams. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Where did that guy... Where's that guy been? Oh... <laughs> He, well, made those, think, he made those bad Star Wars movies. He made those Star Wars movies. And... <laughs> Never mind. He can stay away. <laughs> well, he can come back. I want to see him make something new, I guess. But I was wa- I watched... Uh, uh, there was a YouTuber that I followed that talked about going back and watching Lost. Yeah. And just like how... At, when he watched it at his age, he was like a teenager or whatever, I guess. And now coming back and watching it, being a lot older, he understands like just the writing and everything and the characters and like a lot of it makes more sense to him. Mm. And I need to go back on, I should go back and watch lost just because, you know, it's, it's, it was, and he talks, he talks about how like at, at that, at that moment in time, that was it, you know, that was everything. Like everybody talked about lost Everybody waited week to week to find out each episode of Lost. And you don't really have that anymore. You don't have something like that kind of engulfing society on a on a entertainment perspective. Yeah, well, f- thanks to streaming for the most part. 
Well, I mean, still, I mean, HBO. I mean, I, I mean, I think that we're going to get back to that because I think that the the television companies have realized <laughs> that that keeps people engaged. I know that yeah. HBO still releases things weekly. I guess they still. Yeah. I guess they have a channel. I guess they kind of have to do it that way. <laughs> but still, you know, uh, you know, Amazon. Amazon does whatever the fuck they want, depending on the show, apparently. Because <laughs> sometimes they'll release like three episodes and then stop and then go weekly. Yeah. But I don't, I don't think we get like full seasons anymore. And I think it's for that reason, but yeah, it's, it's been a while since we've had something like lost. I would say game of Thrones was kind of like lost. Yeah. I felt like a show that just about everyone was watching. Yeah. I guess I mean, from a, from a, comes on everybody's television perspective you know like uh broadcast television oh, you know yeah i mean at that time it was it was like i mean you think about it, when when lost come out that was like nobody had done anything like it like you think about that first episode yeah like how much money they probably pumped into that to get the 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 plane scene and all that kind of stuff and like I think somebody, I think it was said like they pump like millions of dollars into that first episode, um, because they believed in it so much, I guess. But I mean, it's just just kind of crazy when you think about the way things were then when it come to like television and stuff like that compared to how it is now. <laughs> I mean, yeah, like. I don't even know what comes on TV anymore, you know? Like, I I guess I know from Hulu, I guess. But I mean, we've been watching football, our, our, our yearly window into commercial television. <laughs> I'm telling yeah. you, Matt, it, it's the, the young people don't want, I don't think young people are watching TV. I mean, there's probably some of them are, but you can tell that they, that, the, the television stations have given themselves over to older people. It's just like CBS really like, CBS was playing that long game. Yeah. They were like, fuck yeah, we're going to do blue bloods like all the time. <laughs> we're going to, and it works some... like gangbusters. My, my parents record like all the CBS shows. <laughs> uh, CBS is like, we know this long game. Kids are going to be on the internet. Senior citizens are going to be on CBS. We got this folks. Yeah. Anything else we're talking about? No, I don't think so. Did you watch the? I guess you haven't watched Fox Machina. Well, yeah, I have. I have. Um, I, don't know, I just felt like I'd talked a while. Um, I mean, I thought I was going to bring it up. I mean, oh, okay. So you've watched it? Yeah, I watched. Or at it. least the. So again, Amazon doing what they want. Um, They'll release three episodes of this. My understanding is they will be releasing three episodes every Friday. And I think oh, okay. it's 12 episodes total. That's my understanding. Okay. I am a backer. This is uh, this is the critical role. Thanks for paying for my free content. Justin. You're welcome. Um, <laughs> it's, it's actually funny because in the Kickstarter, they promised that uh, backers would get first review. So they had... Like the the Tuesday or Wednesday before, you had to like sign up for a live web event, 
and you could choose like <laughs> like a, they they played it like all all day like on the, every three hours they would uh, restart it and you could you could log in and watch it that way early but i was like why would i i mean i i i was like fuck it i'll just wait until it's on amazon i mean if you got to watch the whole if you got to watch the whole series sure but like the first three episodes i mean a few days early yeah yeah well whatever they promised it so they did it (laughs) but uh yeah it's it i'm interested in, in your take as someone who has not Who's not yeah, a Critical Role fan? I don't know anything about any not, of the characters. Does not know anything about the characters or the story. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know who plays what. Right. I do, does that Laura is, Bailey? Does, you know who Laura Bailey is? She plays the uh, the elf. Yeah. Twin. Okay. Vex. Vex. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I don't know. I was all like, I don't know any of these. I was like curious. Are are at least all of them voice acting their characters? Yes. Everyone is playing their own character. Because I didn't know really what. I knew that Laura Bailey and Matthew Mercer both did voice acting, obviously. Mm -hmm. I didn't know what any of the other people in that clique did. They all do voice acting. Okay. Okay. Um, to varying all degrees, right. I, I like, yeah, they all they all do and have done voice acting um, to varying degrees. Because <laughs> Laura, Laura <laughs> Bailey is sort of like the rock star of video game voice acting at this point. Um, she has won several uh, awards huh. in the last few years for for voice acting. Okay, she is kind of she she gets she gets picked for a lot of big roles and then. Matthew Mercer, you know, he's, Mc- well, he's not, I don't know what they call McCree now. I don't know. <laughs> it's like, it's not like Joe or J- it's like, is it, it's not, well, is it, oh, Cole, Cole Cassidy. Oh, okay. Which is a perfect, like Cole Cassidy is like alternate universe McCree. As far as I'm concerned, it's a perfect, <laughs> like rando cowboy name. Yeah. Um, yeah, so he voices, he voices him. That's kind of his, like, I mean, he's done, he, they, they've all done several video games. Um, Laura, of course, does anime, although I don't know if she does as much anime these days, but then again, I'm not paying attention to like anime dubs. So, um, yeah, so they're all, they're all voice actors. That was kind of, you know, the thing about Critical Role. They were all voice actor friends and they sit around and play D&D. Yeah. Um, and then Matthew Mercer, you know, in Critical Role, he voices all of the non-party members. But uh, they got, you know, <laughs> actual people to play <laughs> most of those roles. That would have been funny if they just had him doing it, everybody. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it would have been a lot funnier, I think. You know. <laughs> yeah, it might not It might not keep carry the, like, I don't want to say serious tone because the right. show is, like, very lighthearted. But, you know, <laughs> may not have may not have kept up the... Uh, verisimilitude um but yeah what do you what do you think of like what do you think of the show what do you think of the storyline what do you think of the characters uh i think it's all right it was weird that it was weird that they were like all right well we'll just we'll just bust this storyline down and 
two episodes and then make another episode, make start another story arc. Oh, yeah. I yeah. really thought like the first the season would go over, but I guess it's just more of a backstory. It's more of a filling out everybody's backstory because the first two episodes give you backstory for the twins. And then Kinda, the third yeah, yeah, episode yeah. gives you backstory for the blonde guy. Yeah. The glasses. Yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 it's uh, so, so tell me, mm. does any of that, does any of that pull, I guess, from something or like, like I'm saying, so th- were those two twins, were they on a critical role season? Yeah. Did, did Laura Bailey play those two like and somebody else played the twins? <laughs> and then did they tell their backstory? Does that meet up? Does that match up with their backstory there? Yes. Yeah. Okay. The show is a pretty strict interpretation. Strict. It's 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 the first campaign of Critical Role. So when they originally launched in 2015 and started streaming online, they actually took a game that they had been playing for three years and just started playing live. Like their characters okay. level 10, you know, it's kind of one of those things where they just kind of jumped into it and people got to know the characters, even though they had been playing together and the characters had been traveling together, they got to know each other or, or, or the people viewing got to know the characters and the people behind the characters as, as you watched. But like so far it's, it it actually um, the first couple episodes you were talking about are from what they call pre-streaming. It's something that happened before they started streaming. Um, but then when it picks up with the uh, the Briar what they call the Briarwood arc, so like you said, the third episode when the when the, when the two Briarwood characters come in, that is is like started in like episode 24 of the streaming series and, and it's kind of considered to be when the the show the streaming show uh hits its stride like that's like the first really interesting story arc there okay. so so and and when they announced the show when they they started the kickstarter they literally were like you know we want to do an animated version of the Briarwood arc and that was all that was the only promise with but it was like you know, <laughs> tiered rewards and up uh, up to like twelve episodes instead of like they were going to do it in six episodes, and then they later announced that that they had signed a deal with Amazon for at least two seasons. So by signing that deal, they're they're able to do another another I think twelve episodes is the plan. But yeah, so it okay. it, it hews pretty pretty close to the series. Uh, the one major difference is that there is a person that was on the show. Uh, for like the uh, first five months or so, and then he stopped being on the show. And there's like a bunch of apparently yeah. he went off the deep end, quote unquote. You know, there's there's it's not exactly sure what happened. He kind of got shitty with fans online, and then he um, apparently um, may have had like a nervous breakdown or something. Uh, but he had also exhibited some bad behavior on the show, so th- like they kind of like, he just wasn't on the show anymore. And it was still early on that like, no one even really talks about that guy anymore. He had a character. He had a character through some of what you see on the show. And he, they, they just, they just didn't, they just didn't include his character. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's fine. Like it's more, I don't, 
some of the jokes are just a little too like, oh, we're adult. Oh, we're crude. Yeah. I don't know. Right. Like it doesn't, it doesn't quite work in that way. Like on the show, because the characters were crude in that way on the show, like, and, and the, and the people, the actors playing the characters, like, but it's like, it's different because they're just like friends sitting around, fucking around playing D and D. Whereas like actually watching characters be like that on the show is like, ah, like you, you really gotta like nail the comedy of that in a way and and sometimes it works sometimes it just falls flat um yeah but i think that with the third episode like them getting into an actual storyline to sink your teeth into now that we've you know kind of we're done introducing the characters i I think well we'll see i mean i'll watch it all because you know i want to see how it how it's all translated but it's gonna be interesting okay yeah, I don't know. It's just, I don't know. It's just, uh, an, a, a, to me, it's just another, like, struggling characters that will eventually overcome something. <laughs> you know I mean? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, ah, that old they don't, chestnut. They don't seem that, that good. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or at least, uh, you know. No, you're right. Like, it's it's kind of weird, like. They they don't seem particularly effective except right in the moment that they need to be. <laughs> yeah. They're like very bumbling and they play that for comedic value. So I, I would like to see them kind of get past that. Yeah. Like to me, I'm all like, like the Percy guy, I'm like, he, I, I I, at least it got better in the third one, but I mean, like, you're just like, he's got a gun. That's it. Like, that's his thing. <laughs> yeah. So like in the third episode, you're like, Oh, okay. I guess there's more, there's, there's something here more to him. Right. Like, I'm just like, he's got a gun. That's it. <laughs> and then, you know, I mean like, and I don't even know what the deal is with the, the healing. A gnome. It's a gnome. I think she's. Are they both gnomes? I think they're the gnomes. And the girl? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, they're not dwarves, right? They and don't they're look not like halflings. Dwarves. Yeah. So I think they're both gnomes. I was all like, I don't know, like, I, I does she have power or does the thing around her have the power? I don't know. Like, it, I just yeah, it, yeah. It's kind of weird how they haven't addressed that. I'm curious to see because my understanding is that so so they went on the on the stream they're playing. Dungeons and Dragons. So they use like the names of Dungeons and Dragons spells and right. and deities. And my understanding is that Wizards of the Coast owns that stuff. So for example, there's a part where Scanlan the Bard creates a magical hand. Yeah. To like calls it like and he goes the Scanlan's hand. hand and the 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 spell is called Bigby's hand. Oh, but okay. The characters, you know, the, the the actor Sam Regal, like for comedic effect, because the way, you know, his bard is, he would do big, big, and whenever he would summon it. So that's like a thing, but they can't say big B. So now he just says Scanlan's hand, which I was like, does that work for people? It seems kind of goofy to me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, so all that said, Pike, the, the, the bard you were talking, the healing bard or healing gnome you were talking about, she's a cleric of Saren Ray, 
but I don't know if they're going to address the gods, like their versions of the gods in this. I, I, I expect they will based on where the story goes. So, yeah, I don't think they've done a great job explaining these characters. It's like they don't want to talk about their class, which I, I guess class is kind of a, it's kind of a, kind of a, a, a rules creation, right? Um, but it seems kind of, it's, it's been interesting watching. Yeah. They need, they need to explore their abilities a little more. Sounds like, um, <clears throat> sounds like cat maybe in my house now. I have a cat. Oh, really? Come in the back door now. Oh, I don't know. I don't have a cat. Oh, he's a. There is a cat. I gotcha. When I leave the door cracked, I don't know where it lives. Uh-huh. Uh huh. It was funny one night it come in, um, and Spanky got him like trapped around some stuff, and so I'm all right. All right, I'm like all right. Let's let's go then, cat. And so. I shut the door <laughs> and the cat tried to get out and it ran into everything. <laughs> it was like running around, knocking everything over. And it was funny. Cause like my, in my kitchen area where the, where the back door is at, it's linoleum. Mm-hmm. So it was just like, you know, just try, trying to get its footing. And so it just kind of looked funny. And it's like, when he finally did get his footing, he just ran straight into the wall. And this poor cat, and then I was like, "Fine, I'm opening the door. Just go." Because I was trying to get a hold of it just to see, like, if if it has any if it has any kind of like identifying things on it. But I don't know. It it it's in the it comes out of the jumps over my back fence. So I don't know if it it's just a neighborhood cat. I get I don't know. I don't know. It's probably some neighborhood cat. Yeah. If he, I mean, does he look fed? I mean, it's it probably looks maybe like nine months old, mm. a year old. Like, I mean, it's not, it's not. I mean, it's a gr- it's a, a a grown cat, but not very grown. You know, what I'm saying right. like it's not kitten form, but it is definitely like it's at least probably six months at least. But yeah, so I'm all like it just keeps wandering in. So I know like if I, I try not to leave the door open, but since we're doing the podcast, I don't want him to bother me about wanting to go out. It's really weird. He has, he has got a really bad habit. I don't know if my mom put him in the habit, but like he'll sleep. Basically he only sleeps for an extended period of time from like, Maybe 3 a.m. to noon. Or maybe 4 a.m. to noon. Yeah. Like, that's a period of time where I know he won't get up to go outside. Right. But, like, all the way up until then, he wants to go outside basically, like, every other hour. Huh. So. But, you know, while we're podcasting, I'm like, all right, I'll just leave the door open. And now I heard him, like, running around in the living room. <laughs> Probably trying to corner him. I don't know. <laughs> but it's funny because he's blind. Yeah. He's got cataracts, so he can't really see anything. So he smells stuff or hears something, and that just sets him off. Mm. And he can't he, he can't see the cat. 
<laughs> so it's just fu- like, but he knows like it's the, there. The cat will literally be like five feet from him, and he has no idea. <laughs> and I'm I'm pretty sure the cat is eventually going to catch on and be like, "Wait a minute, this motherfucker can't even see me." <laughs> For all you know, you're going to walk in one day and find them sleeping together. Yeah. That'd be disgusting. I have cat dogs. <laughs> Cats and dogs living together. Uh, all right. Um, You don't have anything else to talk about. I'll talk about what I'm watching. Star Trek Discovery. Yeah? This is on season two? It's on season four. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm on season... <laughs> I just got to season three. Okay. I've watched the first two seasons. And I was thinking, I have to, we have to come up with terminology to describe shows that (laughs) make up a plot just so they can solve it by the end of the episode. (laughs) You know? That's that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was thinking like, I didn't find it a problem watching watching Enterprise. Like I watched mm. all seven seasons of Enterprise, and I loved it. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's kind of the same thing, right? I mean, like every episode, most most of the time, every episode consists of them running into an issue and them solving it by the end of the episode, right? But for some odd reason, with Discovery, I don't know if it's just that the over the topness of it, I guess of just how like, you know, it's science fiction. So they'll just say some shit. Well, if we cross the whatever with the whatever, (laughs) it's like, Oh, okay. Yeah. Like, I mean, like, I don't know. It's, they finally got, I think towards, what was it? I mean, they did have an overarching plot. Like, it's funny to me because, like, the first season, they make it seem like they're going to have this overarching plot. But then, like, midway through the season, they're just like, we're done with that plot. And they jump onto another whole arc plot. And I was like, oh, okay. Because when, when there's a part in season one where I was, I thought I had started on season two. But it was actually midway through season one. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. Because it was that big of a a change from the one episode to the next episode of like plot. And I was just all like, oh, uh, this is still the same season. Uh, Okay. (laughs) And then I watched, I think, I think it was like episode 12, I think. So it was like episode 10 or 10, 10, 11, 12, somewhere right in there. Like they just go onto a totally different plot. Uh, And I was like, oh, Okay. This is interesting. All right. We're just going to do this now. Okay. <laughs> um, and I don't know. It's just, it's good, but then it's just kind of not good. I don't know. <laughs> it's very all over the place. Um, I watched Mandalorian season two. Is it done? Finally. Huh? Is it done? Mandalorian? Oh, Mandalorian. My bad. Never mind. Never mind. You think Boba Fett? Yeah, I was thinking Boba Fett. Yeah, I haven't watched any Boba Fett. Boba Fett. Bebo Fett. Um, but I, f- I watched Mandalorian season two. I was like, I'll finally watch this. Yeah. And 
I gotta say, you think they could have done a little bit better on that CGI on the last episode? <laughs> I mean, I was all yeah. like, they did so great with the Michael Douglas in Ant Man, you know? Uh huh. And I was all like, and Samuel L. Jackson in uh, 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 Captain, Captain Marvel. Marvel. I thought I I like I noticed it at first in that movie, and then I compl- I never thought of it again. Yeah. So when, you know, in, in the last episode of season two, I was like, oh, this, is, this is, I mean, you, Disney, man, you got some money. Come on now. This is a franchise, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So I was a little disappointed with that part, but mm-hmm. overall, I mean, I don't know. Like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, we liked season two uh, quite a bit better than season one. I don't know if it was great by any means. Yeah. But I, I enjoyed the Sid. I have, you know, thinking about it now, I'm thinking about things I liked about this, the show instead of things I didn't like. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I probably, actually, I don't even know how. I don't even know how season. I don't even know how that last episode plays out with certain characters. Like I was like, okay, I guess you know th- they could end it here if they wanted to. This is it. Um, but I was all like, oh, I don't, I don't know how this stuff all plays. And I, you know, I've seen, I've seen bits of Boba Fett show. I mean, you know whatever gifts i guess gifs however you want to say it i've seen some snippets of that mm-hmm. um i don't i you know i don't really how do you feel about them bringing back that character like you know it seems it does wonky, you know, yeah hokey. when you do something like that if it's awesome no one cares no yeah. one, no one, no one cares. Everyone's like, "This is awesome. I'm glad they did this." If it's not, if it's bad, it's like extremely cash, embarrassing. Right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, that's the thing. Like, well, I'll, I'll take the Spider Man movie. I don't think you, I think you didn't like it as much as everyone else did. But Spider Man. No, well, the problem was that I thought it was just into the Spider Verse again. Well, okay, fair, but live action. Yeah, uh, and I was like, I was like, ah, I mean, like, I, I, I lo- I'm not gonna say I don't love it. I mean, I, I mm-hmm. like it mm-hmm, I, mm-hmm. and everything. It's just when I was while I was watching, I was like thinking, like, ah, man, like, it's it's it is, but it isn't like an original story, like because it's, I mean, it's you're taking. I love that you're taking the existing properties and doing that, but we already, I mean, you already, you kind of just use the same thing you already done, Sony. You know, like you mm-hmm. took. The fame of, because I want to know if they had that script already written before Spider Into the Spider Verse came out. Because I yeah, almost I don't guarantee think they, they did. didn't. No, no. And they were like, "Shit, Into the Spider Verse." I think hmm. the movies are different enough that I didn't even think about Into the Spider Verse. I mean, I, I'm not going to. I mean, yeah, obviously there's big similarities, but regardless, the point I was going to point I was making is that that ultimately was a gamble it was kind of like hey remember this nostalgia hey but it completely paid off because they handled it well they they 
they paid off on so many different aspects and they and they really went all in and made it good. If that had been bad, we would have been shitting on them for doing that. <laughs> I don't, so, I don't think it could have been bad, though. I mean, it was Marvel. Well, I mean, it- that's true. I, I, I'm inclined yeah. to agree with you there. Like, because that was still made with like Kevin Feige. <laughs> um, and he knows what the fuck he's doing. So, uh, you know, for Boba Fett, it's kind of like, it's, it's fine. Like it, it was pretty good. So we're kind of in the middle where we're thinking like, was it really worth bringing back this character? I mean, the character wasn't really a character in the first place. The problem is, I think, I think a problem I have really with everything is I don't know what the fuck a Mandalorian is. Mm-hmm. I still don't know. Like, I, I think the problem is, is that they fucking made up that goddamn word Metachlorians. <laughs> and so that confuses me all the time of like where Mandalorians are. Oh. And like, like what their role is. And like, cause it, it makes me think like somehow they have some kind of a, like, they're good at what they do or what, because of metachlorins or something. I don't know. It might. No. Yeah. There's absolutely no. Yeah. It was not. They have nothing in common. It's always confused me because of, of the similarity and wording of it. And, um, because I, I was like, I don't like, and that's what I think. I don't, the Bubba Fett character. I didn't, because he had the armor, Django Fett, right? And it, right. I don't. I always. I, I didn't know how like stuff played out, like the clones, right? Like mm-hmm. he he, he uh, Boba Fett's a, a clone of Django Fett, right? Right. And Django Fett is a Mandalorian. I don't remember. <laughs> they went over this in the in the Mandalorian show, and well, they, I don't they recall. They made it seem like they made it seem like Jango Fett came from a lineage of Mandalorians. I think so. It was he was <laughs> it was almost like a like a loophole. Yeah, I don't. They, again, I, they addressed it in uh, the the Mandalorian because the the main character of the the Mandalorian was like you don't deserve this armor. <laughs> you can't have this armor. Well, that, that was, was thing, like, right? well, my father was blah, blah, blah. And I was like, Oh, okay. <laughs> well, that's the thing though. Right. It's like, even the Mandalorian's not a Mandalorian, right? He's a f- f- foundling or whatever the fuck they called him. Yeah. I mean, he, he is a Mandalorian. He's just not like classic. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's like, are you Jewish because you're born Jewish or are you hmm. Jewish? Cause you take up the faith. Right, right. But so it's like, so what's what is point? Mandalorian? Oh, is it a religion? Kind of. I mean, it sure, sure, kind of comes off like a religion. Yeah. So I mean, like anybody could it's, be. It's, Man- it's, it's to a, tell it's him a, he's not Mandalorian. And I didn't get the whole. Oh, I, 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 I don't know. I guess there's more devoutists, which the Mandalorian was. And the people that raised him were compared to like the people Mandalorians. I don't know because that was the whole showing your face thing, right? Like 
you're a purist or what or a cultist or whatever it was that they they said he was um so you have those people and then you have like the other people i don't know yeah uh Still kind of playing Halo Infinite. Started playing Fortnite. Fortnite. I don't know, man. Fortnite is like, like I can tell when I'm like going against good players because they'll just build a bunch of shit all of a sudden. Like <laughs> <laughs> they're just like right up in front of yeah, them. yeah. And, and, then, like, and you do that for cover, right? Yeah, you do that for cover. And uh, so it'd be like, I'll be like shooting at them. And then all of a sudden they build shit. And I'm like, fuck, I don't know how to handle this. I'm just now playing Fortnite. <laughs> right. It's like, can I, can I play no build mode? Yeah. So I was t- telling Brian, I was like, I don't know how to build. And he's like, I just play, sh- I just play a shooter. I just shoot things. It's like, I don't build. <laughs> and I was like, all right, I guess that's what I'll do too. So I just got to get that. Out- yeah. You got to get that anti build tech going on. Yeah, just, <laughs> you try to outplay them, you know? Um, but that's the really the only things I'm playing. Uh, going back on your a topic, going back on the thing that you talked about with um, Microsoft and Activision, I was thinking: should retail franchises exist? Like Best Buy, like well, like Best Buy, Walmart, Target, um, GameStop, any kind of like I was just thinking like. How much more would our communities better if, you know, you didn't have those franchises? If you didn't have... But then I was also thinking, like, but surely there's good that comes from that, from, like, lower costs, probably. Well, yeah, and also... buy in bulk and sell it cheaper. and I feel like there's things you can get at... I mean, it's it's also direct access. You can you can go to a Walmart in your town, yeah. like right now, well, if I'm, you need to. Well, sorry, I'm saying like I mean, you would have you would probably have something in place of that. I see. Like, I, mean, I mean, one of the reasons that Walmart propagated is because of their systems and their their expanse and their reach meant that they could bring goods to towns at much more affordable pricing, like. Walmart often helped towns when it would, right. it would it would show up. Not 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 trying to sound like a a corporate <laughs> bootlicker, well, but it, uh, it would help and hurt though, right? I, like, I suppose it would hurt. Yeah, like if there was like a business for something that Walmart carried I, theoretically. But yeah. then again, like like Jennifer will tell a story about um, where her grandparents used to live in the Ozarks, where the local grocery store would charge way too much for almost everything because they were it. And then Walmart showed up with like much more affordable groceries and the grocery store had to adjust, you know? So who benefits, right? Yeah. Like, is it better for the community to be able to get affordable groceries or is it better for this person who owns this grocery store to, you know, keep their business? I, yeah. If it's if it's a bad deal for the community, it depends. As with most things, it depends. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was just thinking, like, 
entrepreneurship, you know, as, as I think we've seen in the past two to three years, we've seen, especially with COVID hitting, we've seen more people, you know, thinking of their own self-worth and reflecting on themselves and what they're willing to tolerate mm-hmm. uh, as an employee. And you have a lot more, I feel like you have a lot more people probably venturing out into doing their own thing. And I wonder if, if you would have seen that more if you didn't have all these retail franchises that could gobble up, you know, all the the competi- you know, competition in that area. Um, you know, if you didn't have McDonald's and all these kind of other places, like if mom and pop restaurants would thrive because of not having these franchises in their, in their town. I don't know. I was just thinking like capitalism is, is God awful. (laughs) (laughs) Like people aren't, people aren't okay with just making money. Unregulated capitalism for sure. They have to make gobbles of money. You know, they're not happy with just making, you know, X amount of money. They're like, Oh, I gotta, I gotta make more. Well, it's like the companies that, that, uh, have, stockholders um you know shareholders they they can't just like find a niche and and fill that niche nicely and and that be good enough they have to if you're not making more than the previous year you're not successful well i think it was hasbro since they own wizards of the coast they told them that they had to like double profits i think in the next five years or something like that or something something and so that's why you see a lot of what's happening with Magic the Gathering with them coming out with different products and more products than they used to and is because of of that stance of we're a corporation now and you have to meet these corporation needs. And so that's why you see the market being flooded with product, especially product that nobody wants because they think, oh... We got to put out more stuff, more stuff. Yeah. Um. Do you think S and M people have like the worst toilet paper at their house? <laughs> like they're like, I want that rough shit. <laughs> give me, give me that sandpaper brand. Yeah, I don't want none of that. Yeah. I don't want none of that fancy stuff. I want, that my, I, want my, I want my asshole to hurt. They're like, ah, I'll you, I, you know what? Do you guys have like paper towel, toilet paper? <laughs> yes, of course they do, Matt. Of course they do. Uh, I was thinking today. I just think there are kids and adults who have never watched original, the original movies or series of 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 a franchise or whatever, and they love the remakes. Yeah, I was I was uh, listening to some music in that uh, Ray Parker's Ghost Ghostbuster song. Come on, and I was thinking, man, somebody probably really likes that all female cast Ghostbusters movie compared to like Ghostbusters one and two. Yeah, like, probably that's their favorite movie. <laughs> yeah, every movie probably has someone who's like that's their favorite movie. For whatever well, reason, you know, maybe not it's every a product. Movie. <laughs> it's it's just a product of the era, right? I yeah, mean, yeah, like, yeah. 
Well, yeah, like if some kid saw that movie when it came out, they would find that more relatable. I don't know. I guess I don't really know. I I can't say that. You know, a lot of movies like Ghostbusters are classics, and it doesn't matter how long it's been. Well, are they classics because we saw them as as kids? I don't. I don't know. Do you think we like some of that is nostalgia? Yeah. Yeah, probably. I mean, I just know that like the Teenage Mutant Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and Sonic the Hedgehog have remained popular. Like they translate across generations. Yeah, of course. That's a those are kids' properties. Um. Yeah, of course. I mean, I really like the new True Grit. My dad said it was blasphemous that they remade True Grit. <laughs> I was like, I don't know. I never saw the original True Grit. Sorry. But the new one's pretty good. Sorry, old man. Get out of the way. (laughs) Okay, boomer. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I was thinking today, how does does, uh, good RX work? You know? Good RX? Isn't that the name of the uh, prescription card thing you know like you don't you don't need insurance or what you just show them this you know, usually if you go into a pharmacy or something or you go to pick up your medicine they a lot of them will have like the cards they're like here just use this card and you'll save whatever amount of money huh i have i have not noticed that sorry oh okay all right well is it is it maybe it's like is it like prescription insurance you just pay a, a flat low fee you don't pay anything huh in other words how does that work? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, like, I, I need a listener to write in. Maybe Erica could help us. Maybe it's like food stamps out. or something. Maybe you have to. Maybe it's a government. No, no. Okay, Good RX makes money in two main ways: advertisements on their site and a percentage fee every time a Good RX coupon is used at the pharmacy. I see. Wait, who's paying that? Is the pharmacy paying that? The advertisements are paid for by the pharmacies that want to appear higher in the good RX search results. Huh. Says it's similar to using a coupon on a grocery store. Huh. I don't know. You know, just let's just all agree that the fucking pharma industry is just fucking ridiculous anyways. Hmm. Shit shouldn't cost as much as it does. Agreed. Yeah. Yeah. The whole. Yeah. It's fucking. I I feel like it'll happen. We may be old men, Matt, but I feel like in our lifetimes, there will be a healthcare revolution in this fucking country. I don't know how it's going to go about. Oh, I I typed up a, a text message, but I never sent it to you, I guess. Where I had screenshotted my bill for me going and getting my annual checkup, yeah, from my uh, my thyroid, yeah, and like without insurance, it was going to cost thirteen hundred dollars. <laughs> yeah, of course. And it after is. insurance, it was it's like three hundred dollars, and I was just like thinking, like that's something I got to do now. Like that's a that's now a recurring bill. 
Justin, that I have to get every year. Yeah. To make sure I don't have cancer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and like to think like, Oh, okay. That's just, that's just life now. Like I have to, if, and especially if I didn't have insurance, Oh, okay. That's just $1,300. I have to pay every year just to make sure I don't die. <laughs> like, I mean, I, it's yeah. just, it's just, when you think of like health, like you think of like, and like, I don't know. You you feel you you wish you wish that the medical industry had uh what am I thinking of? I don't know what would be the terminology of it, but like you understand like okay, they had to do an ultrasound on me. All right, they had to buy the machine. Okay. But you would you would hope that like the more people that get those ultrasounds, the cheaper that process gets. You know, yeah, theoretically, it's paying it's paying for the machine, right? But it doesn't. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't even. I, I couldn't begin to imagine the myriad levels of bullshit in the healthcare who gets paid system. It's complete. It's complete horseshit. Yeah. Yep. All right. Uh... I thought of something. I, I hate not having my phone on me all the time. Because oh, I think yeah. of things. You don't have your phone on I, you with you on the, all the time? Well, I'm just saying like, you know, in the shower or something. Or <laughs> okay. I get up to I get up to go. It's true. Sh- shower is prime thought <laughs> generation area for and sure. I, 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 I get up to go get something from the kitchen or something. And I think, oh, yeah, I just watch something on TV. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. That would be funny. I should, you know, I'd do that. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, but I just don't, uh, I will say I, I've, I've been watching on girlfriend reviews. I don't know if you've ever seen that YouTube. Channel. Yeah. Love it. It's fantastic. Uh, can't recommend it enough. So I watched them like, I guess there was a lot of like, well, I knew there was a lot of controversy over the last of us two mm-hmm. stuff. Mm-hmm. And I watched them like explaining the last of us two and like, Cause I, about how it's trying to tell the story from two different sides and, um, yeah, man, I would probably would have quit that game in the first like 20 minutes in that scene. <laughs> I would have just been like, fuck this. Now I'm done. <laughs> I wouldn't have been mad. You know, I w- I'm not, wouldn't have been mad at the developers are telling the story and they're getting right. You wouldn't have like got online and be like, this is yeah. horseshit. You just would have been like, I'm not happy with the t- yeah, decision you made. <laughs> I understand it. You know, yeah. cause you're trying to, you're trying to get those emotions going. You're trying to yeah. create, I mean, uh, tragedy and, and, and then draw from that. And, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, that's, that's great and everything, but man, I, that would have been, that is, oof. Yeah. Oof. It was pretty shocking. Especially after like playing the whole season one or the first one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cause that would be like you going on the, like you going on the journey for up and then the up two comes out and it's the opening scene to up. And you're like, Oh <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, I, I, I thought, you know, and I, I would say watching that and then, 
you know, watching, because I watched the playthrough of Last of Us 1. Mm-hmm. And I would say, to me, Last of Us 2 is just pointing out to me, like, why I would probably rather watch than play it. Just because I can probably get the content faster. (laughs) (laughs) Because I know you probably had... Like, I think of me, like, playing Last of Us 2 and all the shit that I could have tried to do. And it probably would have been, like, four times, five times of a gameplay longer to me to get to that story than it should have been. (laughs) Because I would want to try to do all kinds of fucking shit. You mean like replay uh, scenarios? Yeah, yeah. So See, like, if oh. I was, because and and that, and I just it's true. I I think I'm done with any kind of game with inventory stuff and just mm. ammo conservation, and because it it happens in every fucking game where you hold on to shit because you don't want to use it, mm-hmm. and then you just end up not using it. I will say, I will say to this game's credit, like you can only carry so much stuff, which is a way that encourages you to use more of your stuff. Like it discourages hoarding um, in a a satisfying way. Yeah. Plus the combat combat scenarios are just so interesting and fun. I just, yeah, I saw where like, I saw a clip where somebody like jumped on a rope as they were being chased and then swung off the rope and dived onto somebody. Mm-hmm. And that they had like all these animations and stuff for yeah. doing things. That's awesome. Yeah. And people people die in horrifically brutal oh, ways. Yeah. It looks it was like, oh, we saw that Tomb Raider could do this shit. So let's <laughs> fucking kick kick it up a notch and just blow up people and Yeah. Yeah. Oh. I love it. But yeah, that story. It's definitely like I don't I don't know why anybody <sighs> It's it's a really interesting story. I would beseech you to watch through it anyway. Yeah. I mean I I mean well I mean like I feel like I got the I got all of it from them explaining it. Oh, okay. Uh they did a really great right. job. Oh, that's of right. You start off by saying you're watching the girlfriend reviews. Yeah, they they did they explained both sides of it and everything and I, I think they did a great job recapping it and mm. um Showing how, you know, how you're, you know, how you should feel, and how you know, it's it's trying to make you be sympathetic to both sides of the story, uh, because they're being told, you know, from you know, you, know, you got to play through the other side of it too, to so you can understand, you know, where 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 that opening scene came from. So, I don't know, I. I, I would, I don't, I can't, I mean, I guess just fucking internet idiots, you know, I'll say that. Yeah. Uh, just, I don't know, man. I, it's, I don't know. I hate the internet sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, it's just a lot of people that they, they can't just be unhappy with something and then go, oh, well, <laughs> and then go do something well, else. Uh, they I have mean, to like, sh- they have to get on, they have to find that person on Twitter and tweet horrible things at them. At a point, you gotta start questioning like the pros and quan the pros and cons of internet now. You know, like mm. with misinformation, with you know social media, and 
I don't know. You got to start questioning, like, is stuff still good for the, I mean, is, is, is the internet a good thing? Is it a bad, I mean, like, I don't know, man. I don't know. And it's very interesting. I watched uh, a 30 minute special on Netflix. Uh, just come out. I don't think it just come out uh, with uh, Aziz Ansari. And he just talks about, you know, disconnecting and us as a society and, and how we are as people, because, you know, even, even being like against, uh, people that don't want to take the vaccine, like how, you know, shitty we can be to those kind of people and people that just, they have, you know, they just have concerns over it. Mm -hmm. They don't really, you know, they're not really vindictive or, you know, people just have concerns over, you know, taking, putting something in their body and, you know, how people can just be assholes to those people just because they question, you know, stuff. I don't know. It's just, it's very interesting. I'd recommend watching the 30 minute special within these. Sorry, just to get his perspective and maybe shed more light on just how we are as a society and how we can, can just be kind of shitty. <laughs> so, uh, anyways, thanks for this episode. 453 of Outlandish Podcast. Uh, if you like to an email, you can do so at letter at outlandishpodcast.com. You can follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash outlandishpodcast. You can follow us on Twitter, at outlandishcast. You can follow me, Outlandish Meat, uh, Matt. Oh, outlandish Meat. Outlandish Meats. <laughs> <laughs> you can follow uh, Justin at Outlandish Beats. Uh... Thanks. For the fish. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Say, right, there you go. Say thank you for listening to Outlandish. Thank you, Outlandish. Good enough. Say, right, there you go.